Today, we're gonna to be exploring the intricate web of wounds that we as women often carry in pursuit of work and success. From generational trauma to societal conditionings and personal experiences, we're gonna talk about the complexities behind these wounds and really uncover the impact that they're having on you being able to create your success and start to break down what symptoms you're experiencing and what root causes they are actually linked to. Welcome to the Essence Show and Podcast. On this podcast brought to you by Oflow, we are on a mission to deconstruct how you've been taught to work in order to let go of the old paradigms that leave you striving, hustling, and forcing. After years of being stuck in the cycle myself, struggling with burnout, I now deeply believe that success should not be a relentless pursuit that leaves you drained and disconnected. Success is not just about the goal you create, but about the life you magnetize in the process. This is sacred success. This kind of success is an inside job. And your essence is the key to revolutionizing your work and your work style in order to create this sacred success through your energetics, cyclical codes, and subconscious mind alignment, which is exactly what we're diving into right here, right now on this podcast. I'm your host, NLP and Sacred Success Coach, Flow CEO, Freedom Lifestyle Curator, and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. Are you ready to revolutionize your success and let go and flow into your freedom frequency life? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Essence Show and Podcast. I am so happy you're here. I'm your host, Olivia Heine, NLP and Sacred Success Coach, here to help you revolutionize the way that you work so you can start working like a woman in line with your cycle and revolutionize the way that you create success. And what I mean by that is you are here to create success that is sacred. Sacred success is success that feels really good. This means showing up holistically and having a body-first approach to how you work so that this positive feeling frequency can start to ripple out into the rest of your life. Today, we're going to be talking, though, about the ways in which work doesn't feel so good and the reasons for that and really starting to hone in on the traumas that we experience around work and success, the generational conditionings, the personal belief systems, and of course, the societal conditionings that we have been taught about how we need to show up in order to work and be successful. And we're going to specifically be looking at this through the lens of how we collectively as women have been taught to work and how that is in a lot of ways harming us. Before we dive in, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have yet to do so. If you're new here, definitely hit it and make sure you put on the little reminder as well if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're subscribing here, so that you can be notified every single week when a new episode comes out. You can also scroll down to the links in the description and in the show notes below where you can go and find some amazing flow freebies, links to my self-study courses, and of course, ways to work with me one-on-one so that we can really dive deep into healing the way that you work and get you starting to work like a woman. So let's talk about healing the woman work wounds. The really important place to start here is understanding the origins of where these wounds can come from in terms of how we're conditioned to work and create success. And there's three main areas where conditionings can come through that we're going to look at today. The number one way is inherited 
generationally. So this means that there are wounds, traumas, belief systems, narratives around what you need to do to be successful that are passed down through generations. And a lot of this comes back to very different time periods that our ancestors were in, where there was really a different level of needing to survive in terms of creating success. It meant putting food on the table. It meant living to see another day. It meant being accepted by your community or your society in order to stay alive and not be exiled. And so a lot of relationship dynamic beliefs, a lot of ways that we see opportunities being presented to us or feeling limited, these are passed down through our generations. And specifically, they're passed down through the womb. The womb is a space in the body that is the biggest hollow organ. And so when we think about where emotions like to go and hang out, it's where they have space. And there are so many of these, especially for us as women trapped in the womb space. And as that gets passed down throughout the generations, those feelings, those experiences, those belief systems gets passed down as well. And this is what it means when people talk about breaking generational patterns. This is a pattern that repeats itself. And maybe you can consider this in your own family. I know that I can see a lot of patterns for me and my family. I see this with my clients as well. And it's really interesting to start to identify that there are belief systems that you carry that have nothing to do with your own personal life now or personal experiences, but they were passed down from someone else's experience that came before you. The second way that we start to carry wounds around work and success is through societal conditioning. So this is about what you learned in the world around you growing up. This can be through movies, TV shows, books, media, the news, what you saw around you, how you saw people interact. This is the idea that this is outside of your immediate family home. It might have also been a story that you heard about someone needing to do something to be successful or the experience that they had and how women are portrayed in the work world, how they need to compete with men, how they need to put on a tough exterior, how they need to be tough, the boss babe, hustle, etc. So these are belief systems that you have picked up from the world around you from what you saw, but you didn't necessarily experience this on a personal level. You, you absorbed it through seeing it. Does that make sense? Then the third way that we absorb or experience these wounds are through our own personal conditioning and trauma. And this means literally your personal lived experience. This means your parents, what your parents taught you about work and success, the things that they talked about when they talked about success, how they painted that picture, your home environment, if you felt safe in your home environment, if there was a lot of chaos in your home environment, um, your friendships, the relationships that you had, how those people talked about things, and the way that you then started to take on belief systems about yourself, about what you needed to do to be successful, about how you needed to get ahead, about how you needed to change yourself in order to receive your basic needs, to make sure your basic needs were met, like love and approval, which is then often tied to what we're doing, how we're being productive, how we're showing up. So at the end of the day, all of this starts to weave together. What your parents teach you is what they learned through society about what they needed to do to fit in. And they also learned what was passed down to them through their parents and through their ancestors. And they're passing that down to you. And all of these things are kind of like all mixed together. There's really no blame or fault being placed on anyone here. The purpose of me sharing this is to really show you where these things can start streaming through from and to really understand that this isn't something that needs to be the truth. It is simply been the narrative truth that you've been given, you can though now decide what the truth is going to be for you. And that's where the healing comes in. 
So trauma that we experience in our lives can also create these wounds and these wounds can come from different experiences of trauma. So I just want to say right here, trauma is a perception. It's really easy to say and reflect on your life and say, no, that wasn't trauma or someone else can tell you, you had a great childhood, nothing went wrong, your parents are still together, you did well in school, you were able to always have food on the table and do whatever you wanted to do, it wasn't bad enough, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can start to look at your life and decide whether or not you've had trauma, but it's not about that, okay? And I want you to reframe that right now and I'm gonna give you the reframe. What it's actually about is the impact that the experience had on you and on your body at the level in which it's absorbed in your body and also in your mind that it creates a specific belief system that then starts to drive you forward. So it's really easy to minimize your own experience when we think that trauma has to be like this one big thing that's happened. And so I want to give you this reframe right now that all of us have experienced different levels of trauma on many, many different levels. And I like to say there's big T trauma, which is like the really big stuff, um, the emotional abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse that some of us have experienced. And then there's the little T trauma, which are more daily micro experiences of this trauma, but that they can leave a really big impact on us. And that can be things like your mom going to answer the phone when you were in the middle of telling her something when you were two years old and you don't even remember it. It could be the kids on the playground saying something mean to you or telling you that they, you couldn't play with them because of you know something about you, what you were wearing. And so now you're starting to think, oh, I'm maybe not good enough or like people don't want to hang out with me. And so we kind of start to create belief systems about ourselves and then in turn what we actually need to do to start to fit in because fitting in on a survival primal level is what we need to do to survive, it then starts to create the way that we believe we need to show up in the world, okay? So we all have different experiences of this and again, it happens on different levels. So we can start to see these wounds or traumas or limiting beliefs in the way in how they show up in terms of symptoms in your life. So symptoms can be things such as people-pleasing, perfectionism, overworking, overachieving, you know, being really in your masculine when you're working, going into that boss babe hustle culture vibe, feeling like you need to do that to compete. But the thing about these symptoms is that's often what we're looking at to try and solve the problem, right? Like you're feeling like, oh, I'm procrastinating again, or oh, if I just had a better schedule, I would get more done. I would, be able, I would be able to be more productive. And so we start to look for what strategy can I put into place here? What calendar system can I use? What time management hack can I implement? And what we're doing then is we're just trying to solve for the symptoms, but we're not looking at the deeper rooted issue of where the symptom actually comes from. And these are the deeper wounds, okay? And these can be really not super easy to find because they're really specific to every single individual because every single one of us has a different experience of life. We, none of us have the same experiences, even within siblings, and I can attest to this, being the oldest and coming from a family of separation and divorce, I have very different experiences of what that was like versus my two younger brothers. So every single person has a very unique experience of where these wounds come from and what this is impacting or inflicting on their lives then. But there are a few common ones which I see come up a lot within my coaching and with my clients. And we talk about these in my courses as well. So I'm going to break down a few of them today for you. So let's talk about them in terms of symptoms. And as I go through these wounds that come up around work for women, I want you to just consider 
is this a symptom that I'm experiencing? And I really invite you to be open and honest and vulnerable with yourself right now. No one is asking you to scream this from the rooftop. You don't need to go and admit this to anyone else, but give yourself space to acknowledge it for yourself because this is where the real healing starts. It can be really tough and challenging to acknowledge these things, especially when these are the narratives that have potentially gotten you to a certain level of success, or they have gotten you the acceptance or the love that you crave from the people around you in your life. And so acknowledging the ways in which these might actually be hurting you can be a really powerful and courageous process. Okay. So I want to acknowledge you in that right now. So the first group of symptoms we have are the overachiever, hustler, addicted to being busy, the person who can't really slow down, who always needs to be doing something with her hands, whether that's like cleaning the house or getting things organized, the schedule always needs to be booked. This is overachiever vibes. This can also be if you're feeling burnt out because you feel like you really want to show up for everyone all the time for yourself, you want to do the best, you can be in the zone of burnout here as well. So the deeper rooted issue that's actually coming up here, the deeper wound is this feeling of I'm not good enough. I need to prove myself and this fear of inadequacy essentially. So the system of the wound here is you're tying your worthiness to your work, your worth to your work, your productivity to your value. So what tends to be the root cause here is you were praised for doing well as a kid and perhaps you even received some pressure from the people around you. They had high standards for you or your parents came from potentially even an immigrant background where they really sacrificed a lot for you and now you feel like you want to repay them through the way that you show up and work in the world and what you create. You're living on their dream and legacy essentially. You might even just feel that really high standard from someone else around you and you're like, I need to do really well in order to please these people. Then we have the symptoms that ties in really well here to perfectionism and people pleasing. And perfectionism in itself, if you're experiencing procrastination, those two go hand in hand because procrastination, that lack of focus is kind of the coping mechanism for perfectionism. You feel like you want to do things perfectly. You know it can't be perfect though, because perfect is not a thing here. We are human beings. We are not meant to be perfect, but this pressure to be perfect then starts to create this coping mechanism of procrastination. And so if you procrastinate and you do everything last minute, then you have an excuse for why things weren't perfect in the end. The deeper root here is the fear of getting it wrong. The fear of also getting in trouble, wanting to be perfect again comes to this feeling of people pleasing because we feel like if everyone else is okay, if we can just keep the peace, if we can keep the harmony, then you're not going to get in trouble. Then someone else won't get angry. So if you've had an experience of, again, a high pressure parental person in your life or guardian, or maybe there was chaos at home growing up and you wanted to keep the peace and you started to learn that the better you did in school and the more perfect you could be, the more calm people around you would remain, even though that is completely like two different situations and out of your control. This feeling of, okay, if I can just do well, I'll keep the peace and then I'll also receive the love and acceptance that I need. It comes back to these survival needs, but it comes back to this fear of getting it wrong or getting in trouble. Then the third round of symptoms are physical diseases, anything in terms of anxiety, stressiness in the body, like feeling that when you're going to sleep, not being able to fall asleep, or also feeling stressed right away when you wake up in the morning. And what this leads down to is self-abandonment, this feeling of like, 
I can't deal with this. This is too much. We're rejecting parts of ourselves. We're rejecting the feminine. We're rejecting the body because it's creating this emotional exhaustion for us. We're feeling this anxiety so heavily or this stress so heavily, these physical diseases or these physical pains so heavily that we're like, I just can't anymore. Like this is too much. We're on the edge. We're feeling stressed. And what this also tends to come down to is that your body doesn't feel safe, right? We're afraid that something bad is going to happen. So we think if I can just continue to stay on top of everything, I'll be okay or things will be okay. But in doing that, we abandon this this exact vessel, these exact needs, the person, the inner child within us that actually needs the nurturing, that needs the attention. So like I said, we don't feel safe in our body. That is the root issue. That's also where we see symptoms of like feeling guilty or lazy around resting. We don't feel safe enough to slow down. There's actually like oftentimes a stress response to pausing or the immune system starts to break down and you get sick anytime you start to slow down. And this comes back to, again, we're abandoning or rejecting the body. We're rejecting the feminine, the actual needs that we have because we're afraid if we don't continue to look outside of ourselves all the time and like be on guard, something bad will happen. Again, we don't feel safe. The second route here can be from the safety, this generational woman wound, which is it's not safe as a woman to be seen and it's not safe as a woman to be heard. Literally looking back in history, if women spoke up, especially like the best example of this are the witch hunts where women who were intuitive, who were tapped into their body, who were sharing about nature and cyclicals living and like all of these incredible powerful tools and wisdoms were shunned and literally killed for doing that. And so having that as well, understanding that collectively as women, we experience these things too, even if that isn't in your own ancestral lineage, but we don't feel safe in our body then. We don't trust our body. And so we start to abandon our body, which just increases this stress cycle. And the body is literally screaming at us then with certain physical ailments that we then start experiencing, especially when we look at period cycles and period pains and all of that. The body is like, listen to me. I need you to listen to me. So these are just a few of the woman wounds and I've really like summarized them very generally. Like we can go into every single specific symptom that I shared and go into its own root cause. I've just grouped them together to make this timely for the sake of this podcast. But when it comes to the woman wounds around work, until you heal the symptoms at the root cause, these wounds are going to unknowingly continue to block the success that you desire for yourself. We could go into imposter syndrome, self-sabotage, all of those things as well to tie back into this and tie back into a few of the things that I've shared today and really understanding like the symptoms that you're experiencing, number one, are not wrong. They simply come from deeper conditionings that you have been taught throughout your life or that have been passed down that you feel you need to do in order to be accepted in order to receive love, in order to literally survive. Like the mind is literally telling you, if we don't do this, we might die. And that is simply not true. So the intention here and the process here is to heal this symptom at the root cause in order for you to really step into working like a woman and also open up that pathway between you and the success that you actually want. And it's so interesting, and this happens so often, and this has been my own personal journey and experience too, but it's amazing to me how often we actually block the exact success that we think that we want completely unknowingly, simply because these symptoms are 
creating this cycle that keeps us away from those goals because there is a part of us that feels like if we have that, we will be in danger. And there's so many, again, reasons that we might feel that, but we want to be healing that because otherwise you're going to continue to hustle and burn yourself out and be in this place of exhaustion and dis-ease and stress for absolutely no reason because it's not even getting you closer to the outcome that you want. So this is really, this comes down to the power of recoding your body and redesigning your subconscious mind. And this deeper work, it really is so powerful to do in a guided situation. So in one-on-one coaching or in a group experience or in a meditation, wherever you have available to you, whatever speaks to you, because the mind really needs to be turned off. Like this conscious mind that is like trying to understand and trying to manage everything, we want to go deeper. We want to go into the body and we want to go into the subconscious mind. And that's what I do with my clients in one-on-one coaching. And like I said, that's the power of going into a personalized session because everyone has their own personal experiences. And even though you might have the symptoms that I mentioned today and you can tie it together for yourself and say, oh yeah, that deeper root makes sense. There might be some other things there. The release process might be different for you. So that is the power of getting that facilitation in creating that transformation for yourself. And I have two options that I'll just share with you real quick and you can check them out in the description below for doing that one-on-one. I always have a few spots per month open for my mini coaching package, which is a two session package called Heal Your Hustle. And that's where we go into your symptoms and really get clear on the specific one root cause of your symptoms and clear it, recode your body and rewrite your success story. And I also have my longer coaching experience, which is three or six months inside Freedom Frequency. And that is really that lifelong lasting transformation where you're not just healing and releasing and you know giving yourself that cleansing clean slate, but you're actually resetting the foundation for working like a woman along with that as well. So all of the links for that are in the description below. I am dying to hear what resonated with you today in this episode. What symptoms are you experiencing and what root cause have you boiled it down to based on this episode today? Has there been an aha moment? Is something becoming really clear for you right now? Let me know. I am so curious to know. And if you don't feel like sharing publicly, that's totally fine. You can always send me an email or a DM. I am also here to answer any and all of your questions. If there's one specific topic that I get a lot of responses from all of you about, I will make a specific episode just for that topic as well. Like if there's one specific symptom and you're like people pleasing or perfectionism, or I'm always busy, like I can't rest. I feel guilty for resting, whatever it is, tell me. And if there's enough of you who want it, I will set up a poll or find out whatever and make a specific episode for that. Okay. Make sure you like and subscribe, leave a rating and review, pass this on to someone who you know would love or appreciate it, and I will see you back here next time. Hey, sacred success and freedom seeker. Are you ready to activate your most productive and successful self? I bet you are. If you're nodding your head yes, then the second brand new sacred success guide, three cyclical codes to boost productivity is literally made for you. In this sacred guide, you will be activating the three cyclical codes for boosting your productivity and in turn your results so that you can step into sacred success. Not only that, but when you boost your productivity, you actually get more done in less time because you're tapped into a flow state and therefore you actually get back more time and energy. 
Imagine living a life where not everything was urgent all the time, and you didn't feel the pressure to be productive because you simply were. Goodbye procrastination and say later to burnout and overwhelm. This method that I'm teaching you inside this guide changed the game for me, and it saved me from my burnout cycle. This is the core foundation of how I run my business today and how I live in my freedom frequency every single day. Oh, and did I mention that there's a 20 minute mini training that goes along with it? So what are you waiting for? Get the guide now through the link in the show notes or the description below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Oflow, head over to oliviahynet.com. Your first step is to join me inside the free Oflow Collective to begin or continue your journey of revolutionizing your work for greater, more sustainable, and sacred success. You can join by visiting oliviahynet.com forward slash Oflow Collective. If you're serious about transforming your success and work, get on the wait list for Rest for Success, my signature sacred success course, or take the leap into your freedom, dream life, and apply to work with me in one-on-one freedom frequency mentorship. And if you really love this show, I would love if you left a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a comment below in the YouTube episode comments. I so love hearing from you and reading the reviews. All right, you sacred success fatty, tune in next week. And until then, step into your work revolution, ignite your cyclical essence and let go and flow.